Please, just leave me alone. Now, now. Mama's gonna make you a snack. <gasps> Ooh! Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, don't stop. Oh, yeah. Faster, 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 faster! Oh, you do that like a pro! Oh, no. She's making him a sandwich. Use both hands. Four-finger discount, dude. Hey guys, welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review episode DABF01. It is Brawl in the Family. I am Dando. I am Guy. Pleasure to be here with Dando uh, once again. How are you travelling, Dando? Everything all right in the house of Brendan, Nicola and the little ones? Yes, just the usual kids having bronchitis and two-year-olds being two-year-olds, throwing cars around the house, the, the expected things when you're a parent. How about yourself? You went on a, a really fun trip to Sydney, I hear. I d- a very brief trip, yes. Yes, the lovely Louise was uh, studying interstate. So she was away all of last week, but I flew up to Sydney on Saturday morning. We had a very nice day together, even though it was... Uh, basically straight out of Noah's Ark in New South Wales. It was very stormy, very, very wet. But we had a lovely drive back from the town of Mittagong back to Victoria on Sunday and talked about uh, all manner of things, clashed over various playlists that we would play, and no, a good time was had. Very, uh, very nice little mini getaway. You mean you didn't take the time with Louise being away to get yourself a second wife? I did not. Uh, that's a very <laughs> silky segue, though, Dando, into... Uh, into the, our discussion of brawl in the family. What's your thoughts on this one, mate? I think I'm more positive than what you are from what message you sent me today. So I'll just start. So <laughs> this go. is a very, a very unique's not the word. It's just a very bizarre episode in the sense that I think this is the first time they've ever had two completely different stories, just one after each other, that don't really blend together at all. It's, it's essentially just, all right, we can only think of 10 minutes for this story and 10 minutes of this one. Let's just mm. throw them together. I don't know. I didn't hate the the first half of the episode where they're going and they're trying to work together as a family. It just felt very nothing to me, but there were a few gags that really I got a, quite a good chuckle out of. The last half when it, when the wives are, uh, from Vegas arrive and whatnot, I actually didn't mind that because I'm a big fan of the episode of Viva Ned Flanders, and I think the last half felt like a typical classic, not classic Simpsons episode, but it, it felt more normal than what we've been getting essentially in season 13. So I didn't mind the last half, but... That first half just felt, it just dragged for me, man. It just sort of, there was a lot of gags where I just sort of went, ugh, this is just nothing. You're just giving me nothing here. Well, this is where our points of view differ, Dander, because, look, I think I prefer the first half much more than the second half. I really didn't like the second half of this episode at all. I don't take a firm stance. What, what's the episode called that uh, this is kind of an unofficial sequel to? This is Vivian Flanders, Flanders. Where, they, where, where Homer and Flanders go to Vegas, yeah. I know the episode, I just forgot the title is all. I'm neither here nor there on that one, so I mean, I wasn't exactly clamouring for a sequel to it. But just the tone this episode took in the second half when uh, Ginger and Amber showed up, I don't know, it just felt kind of cruel and cold and a bit sort of mean-spirited. It wasn't really kind of in the vein of The Simpsons that that I tend to enjoy. Whereas the first half, yeah, not all that great either. I don't know, a little more enjoyable for mine, mainly due to the presence of Delroy Lindo doing some uh, excellent voice work with his excellent voice. Uh, but yeah, look, i got to say, I was not a fan of this episode, really. It just struck me as kind of mean. 
Hmm? Yeah, I, I can completely see what you're saying. They they sort of treated Amber and Ginger very in a, in a very poor taste, really, didn't it? It's just constant. It was sort of, not, a, not sort of derogatory towards women in general, but it's just like, oh yeah, we can go get one in a craps game and things like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I guess it is 2002, and they're just sort of playing the angle of the floozies from Las Vegas. So that's what they that's what they're going for. But I. I, just, I guess so, yeah. And I mean, I'm always happy to hear the word floozy. I mean, that's a I'm a big fan <laughs> of that word. <laughs> but I I just thought the first half for me, it had a few really funny moments. It just sort of felt like, are you going somewhere with this? Because this just feels like a retread mm. of an episode we've had or a story we've had time and time again with a family. Uh, I mean, and the, the the setup just being over a Monopoly game. Granted, Monopoly does create family fights, but what they were choking <laughs> each other for twenty minutes, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> To quote the Simpsons patriarch, I was sort of yelling at the TV, hello, hello jokes, because yeah, they didn't really seem to have that many. And I mean, there were po- there were even stages where I was kind of like, oh, really, you're going with this again? It felt very repetitive. We may talk about it in the review, but look, I'll bring up a couple of them here. I mean, the fact that <laughs> Marge was actually speaking for me when she said, stop screaming, Homer. And I was really like, yeah, I'm getting a bit jack of Homer screaming. Yeah, it's been a couple of episodes, not in a row, but from the blunder years where he had the the screaming moments. But that still, to me, though, I remember I wrote in my notes at that moment, that felt very early Simpsons gag, where I feel like that's exactly the kind of thing that would have happened in an earlier episode of The Simpsons, Homer running out, running back in, running back. It's not him being mean or anything, it's just him being stupid and not learning his lesson. It's a gag that's really good in theory, actually, yeah, because, I mean, he's going outside and getting acid rain poured on him, coming back in, the TV's not working, they're both as bad as one another, and that, that works, but it just felt like... And it probably didn't last that long in the actual scheme of the episode, but it just felt like it went forever. So I was getting really, really jack of it, and honestly, I think the bit with Homer mistaking Gabriel for an angel... I think that was played out maybe 10 seconds into the first time it was done. I don't think they repeated it all that often or or reprised it all that often, but it felt like really going back to this one again, it's just it, it barely worked the first time and it's not getting better with repetition. And to quote my notes here, Jesus, enough of the angel jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mentioned that there's two separate stories that are just thrown together. They did somewhat try to link them at the end with the family working together to get... Amber drunk yeah. to marry grandpa and whatnot, but still, you're, you're pulling at straws there if you think that's a link. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that felt like me back at school writing an essay that's you know got very sort of tenuous links to a whole bunch of things. So and then you write at the end. <laughs> in conclusion, these things all match up. It's like I don't know if they do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But you hand it in regardless, and you just sort of cross your fingers like, maybe they'll buy it. This was actually, by the way, I've got here, the first solely produced episode by Al Jean once he returned as showrunner in season 13. And it wasn't the first one to air. The the first one to air was Last Week, She of Little Faith. And it's funny because both episodes are actually quite similar in the sense that last week with She of Little Faith, we had Lisa with the church and whatnot. And then they just somewhat drop that halfway through the episode and start the other half of the epi- of the story. Mm. This one here, again, is a story. And then halfway through, they just drop it and start something else. And this one was more blatant and, and separate from the, from the initial story. I mean, last week, at least it's somewhat related in the sense that Lisa's religion changing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this one here just was so black and white. I was like, whoa, okay. So this, this is what's happening now? We're not... Oh. <laughs> 
Gabriel just leaves. And it's quite vicious what he said, wasn't it? Your seed should be wiped from the earth. I was like, the earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, you, met, you mentioned that Gabriel was played by Delroy Lindo. Tell our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, if they don't know who he is, what, what's he known for? What, what's his best roles? Give us the, the Guy Davis rundown. Oh, okay. Well, Delroy Rindo is a, an actor I like a great deal. He's been around forever. You might think he's American. He's actually uh, London-born, I believe, or English. He's done most of it. He's spent most of his career in America. And look, he's popped up in a bunch of movies in the, the 90s, the 2000s that, look, you'll probably fondly remember. I think he came to an audience's attention first, really, opposite Denzel Washington and Malcolm X back in the early 90s. But then he started showing up in things like Get Shorty. He's fantastic in Get Shorty. Broken Arrow, Ransom. The Side House Rules, and he's done a bit of work on TV recently. He's a cast member of The Good Fight, uh, which I think is screening in Australia on SBS. But most recently, he appeared in Spike Lee's movie The Five Bloods, uh, which is currently on, well, on Netflix. I mean, currently on Netflix. I don't think it's going anywhere. And it's been a bit of a... His name has come up a lot because, honestly, it seemed like he would be a natural for a Best Actor nomination at this year's Academy Awards. Honestly, I would have him down to win, and he wasn't even nominated in the end. Because when I first saw the, uh, the Five Bloods last year, I thought, I don't think I've seen a performance this commanding, this strong, this powerful, this lived in, this real, since it's up there with the best work of, say, Marlon Brando and Daniel Day-Lewis. It's wow, that good. Okay. It's, a, it's a really, really incredible performance. And uh, the Academy, in its lack of wisdom, just said, eh, nah, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll nominate a few other people. I think that's what most people are saying to the Academy these days. <laughs> yeah, good on you guys. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I had completely forgotten or just not known at all that he uh, made an appearance on The Simpsons. <laughs> Reading up on, uh, on his appearance in it, he did say... I was very surprised with how I looked when I when I was actually animated because I didn't think this character would look like that. And um, <laughs> but he also did find he said I found out how much sway The Simpsons has in the industry because people viewed me a lot differently after I did a voice on it. So uh, Delroy Lindo, one hell of an actor, one of my favourites, and I won't say my favourite part of this episode, but certainly one of its uh, its main virtues. Hey, my favourite. Well, on that note, then, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Oh, <laughs> I've got two. Mm -hmm. uh, I did like uh, the wolves and cougars sort of collaborating at the so uh, good the, at, the, <laughs> at the bottom of the ravine <laughs> and the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> they were just adorable, even if they were sort of going to eat you alive. But I, yeah, I really like that. Look, I was I wasn't a fan of the gag when Homer has to go out and sleep in the treehouse with which was his wife, Ginger Amber. or Amber? Amber. Amber. You weren't a fan of the sandwich scene. I thought it was hilarious. I wasn't a fan of the sandwich scene. Okay. I was a fan of, of Marge saying, oh no, she's making him a sandwich. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the setup was The setup was kind of weak. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, Marge go, oh no, she's making him a sandwich. <laughs> so that was one of my favourites. The, the huddle and the sandwich were two of my favourites. I also did love the... Yeah. I think, no, you mean a guy with two knives. Yeah, this is pretty terrific. Oh, don't like I it? I don't know, man. I did not like that at all. Really? <laughs> oh, here's my notes. Two knives joke, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what don't you like about it? I don't know. It just feels... It doesn't even feel like a joke. <laughs> it's the different brand of humour that The Simpsons is treading more towards now. And that, I think it was just a sign of the times as well. The more random kind of humour. 
Uh, there were a few like that in this episode. You know, the whole thing about, oh, I finally earned my wings. No, this wing CD. Not a fan? <laughs> Crickets? <What? laughs> you found out what I liked and what I didn't like. Any other sort of favourite bits from this episode for you, Dando? Oh, I just, no, I've got here cougar sandwich and two knives. I just like seeing Mo happy. <laughs> Alrighty guys, we're going to get into some trivia in just a moment, but before then, if you are watching us currently on YouTube, we would really appreciate, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button and thumbs up the video, it really does support the channel. But for now, let's get into some trivia. Mr. Davis, would you like to kick off? You betcha. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Okay then. Where on the Monopoly board did Bart buy Marja home? I I know that Homer... Roll to Marvin Gardens. I don't know what he bought Marja. What was it? It's St. James Place. That's right. And that there, the Monopoly scene, I mean, the aftermath was a bit ludicrous, but the whole play Monopoly is so true. That's how every Monopoly game ends. There's, there's oh, pe- yeah. pe- people, people join forces, <laughs> people hate each other. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, my first question is, what's the name of the robot that gets sent in to help ease the tension? Do you want the make of the bot or its name? Her name. Okay, because it's Brenda, the Negotiabot. The Negotiabot, <laughs> that is correct. I forgot what, what it was, so thank you for telling me. <laughs> that was Brenda, also yes. one of my questions. So. Alrighty. <laughs> According to Ned, ginger mm. is what sort of flavour? Mm. Ned is talking to God and says that... Uh, yeah, yeah, she's not the... Is, is honey she's a little more... There? Is honey in there? No, it's hmm? not. No, because he says that's the honey mustard dressing at the end. Now, what what is it? You've got me. She's a little more peppermint. That's it. Than you're used to. Yeah, I did like that. Flanders was just like, oh well, you know, I've married her. I've got to yeah, stick to I my mean, vows. You know, Ned's a solid character like that. He's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> till death do us part. I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> or till she splits. Him. <laughs> <laughs> my next question. Uh, is, your next question. Yeah, my next question is: Where did Homer and Bart threaten Lisa that she's going to have to go to this university? as a result of being in the newspaper. Stanford, Stanford, mm. Stanford. That is correct. <laughs> Apparently not a bad school, which I think is the joke. So. I wonder if people from the writing staff or the just the staff in general went there and that was a little tongue-in-cheek joke. <laughs> what kind of beer did Gabriel put in the backpack? What brand of beer? Uh, Blatz? Blatz? Blatz. Blatz. I've got one. Yes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, my final question here is which drink do they order Amber at Moe's a what martini good flavour oh. of ice cream something and something oh cookies and cream Correct. martini yes yeah that's right <laughs> alright uh, so what was the score there uh, well I got one you got three you're a winner this week sir you're the winner <gasps> of the Four Figure Discount Trivia for, what's the episode called? Yay! Brawl of the Family. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we'll be right back with our full review, in-depth review, Mr. Davis. It's very in-depth, isn't it? You didn't tell me there'd be depth. <laughs> of okay. Brawl in the Family right after this short break. Four Finger Discount is brought to you by our incredible $20 patrons. Jordan, Moleman, Richie, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zerk, Christopher Darby, Chris Malion, Will Manthorpe, Ben Smith, Noah Daniel, Matt Thompson, Mark Boston Burgess, Alex Rodriguez, Tom Pickering, Kane Von Nagy, Josh Hedge, Sean Devey, Keith Nedham, Sam Bennett, Timothy Belson, Brandon Twitchell, Nick James, Bitch, 
Kel McDonald, Shannon Hofer, George McMenemy, Zach Pruitt, Jonathan Rossi, Adam Sanderson, Stephen Roberts, Seth Weens, Daniel Kotnick, Ali Jamie, the iconic June fucking Richards, Matthew Davis, and our newbie, Mr. David Stewart. Thank you so much. Also, shout-outs to our new $5 plus patrons, Harvey Thornton, Jared Hornbury, CMS, and Gemma Wassell. You guys are all absolute champions. Remember, if you'd like to support the show and get a bunch of exclusive content in return, you just got to be a four-finger discount patron for as little as $1 per month at patreon.com slash four-finger discount, where you not only get access into a bunch of exclusive podcasts, including four-finger discount revisited classics, you also get this show a week early, as well as early access to all of our other podcasts, including Talking Seinfeld, Tales of Futurama, and more. You get access into the Four Finger Discount Facebook group, Zoom calls with Guy and myself each month, and much, much more. So what are you waiting for? Join the Four Finger Discount family by going to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. But for now, enjoy our review of Brawl and the Family. The original air date of Brawl and the Family was January 6, 2002. The episode was written by Joel H. Cohen, which was his first solo full episode writing credit. He previously wrote Hex in the City from a previous Treehouse of Horror. It was directed mm-hmm. by Matthew Nastuk, and there was no chalk gag this week, just the couch gag, and it was the one where the guy goes full Edward his hands and creates the hedge of the family. Yeah, I, look, I was a bit curious about that because, I mean, I was watching it on our um, on Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. and, yeah, it cut straight to the, uh, the garage bit at the very end. I'm like... Oh, that's all right. I'll look up online for the board gag and then discover there was no board gag. It's funny how they, they had two episodes where, or two stories where they couldn't fill it out for 20, 22 minutes, but then they had to cut the chalk gag because I'm running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode kicks off with the Springfield Republican Party headquarters. And we have the usual people in there Mr. Burns, Count Dracula, or was it Count? No, Count Chocula, I think it is. Uh, or, or, I think or, it was actually Dracula. It was actually Dracula. It might have been Dracula. You're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy Wolfcastle's in there, Crashly and whatnot. Um, who's going to be living another hundred years? Oh, um, Strom Thurmond. Yes, Strom Thurmond. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I've forgotten exactly his title, whether he was a senator or a congressman. But uh, fun fact about Strom Thurmond, apparently just <laughs> a notorious racist, even by old white guy standards. So oh. there you go. Oh, my. Okay, then. <laughs> Moving along swiftly. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Burns asks them what act of unmitigated evil can they do this week? And then Ralph Nader's going to suggest something. Nope, not his turn. Krusty suggests PBS because those Muppets have been stealing his limelight or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Stealing his money. Dracula. I don't know what it is about Dracula's blah. But I love the blah. No matter what medium it's in, whether it's... I've got a pinball machine that has has a Dracula-themed pinball machine. It's blah. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) I love that delivery. (laughs) No matter where I hear it. It's so funny. (laughs) The rich Texan also is there and he suggests, uh, you know, they got rid of the environment in Texas and everyone's much happier now, obviously because they've got more money. Mm. So they decide they're going to destroy the environment by removing all anti-pollution laws. And then we get Bob Dole reading... What's the... the, Is it Nemocron? That's the Evil Dead book. Nick. The Necronomicon, yes, the Book of the Dead. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure who came up with that. I mean, I think it might be a noted master of the macabre H.P. Lovecraft. I know that they, um, it's certainly in the Evil Dead movies. Mm. I think it's just become kind of a shorthand for (laughs) an evil book. I watched Evil Dead for the first time in a long time recently on 4K. That's just the shots where it's just like, like in fast motion. Pretty scary shit. Like, oh yeah. Like yeah. I'm just like there's nothing really happening here except that it's moving fast and there's music, but it's still scary. <laughs> You're talking about the original nineteen eighty two yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just you can tell I'm, it's low budget, but I'm just like, this is it's making me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we uh we 
watched it at uh, Tony Smith's 14th birthday party. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. you that would have been like a new movie at the time? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, 14, I would have been a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd already watched it a fair few times before okay. then. I sort of snuck down to the video shop and said, can I have this one, please? <laughs> In addition, the administration has declared recycling a felony. And Smokey the Bear is now Choppy the Lumberjack. These trees are our national heritage. <laughs> a grizzly bear with a chainsaw. Now there's a killing machine. Stop endangering yourself! Stop endangering yourself! Then we get the Springfield wetlands. This... It can only happen in, an, in a cartoon, but pulling the plug, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> then we get Homer eating the fish. Now, Al Gina said that this next shot of the fish eating the fish, eating the fish, then getting eaten by Homer was one of the reasons they got nominated for some sort of environmental award or something. I did read about that, yes. Like um, the, the the EPA or some environmental uh, agency mm. in the US, uh, yeah, threw him a bone. <laughs> I guess their standards are pretty low. No, 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 no. Every little bit I helps. I watched this and thought, this is very similar to what would eventually become the Simpsons movie, where oh, that's right, yeah. where it's all the pollution in the in the city, so they have to put the dome over it. But um, yeah, it just, it right, just reminded yeah. me of the um of the basic storyline of the movie. I was like, oh, okay, they sort of were already touching on it here back in two thousand and two. Um, I think the movie was released in what was it two thousand seven? I think maybe two thousand six. That yeah. that feels about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a few years later, we get the smoke factory gags and whatnot. It's just sort of a little bit of a montage of various. Pollution amongst Springfield. That if the daycare center is pumping out some some smog, yeah, pumping out some fumes, yeah, all of it together causes some acid rain. And poor Willie singing in the rain, not good. Burns is <laughs> what, what's Burns like a Glasgow bikini wax. <laughs> Glasgow bikini wax. <laughs> yeah, and you got a, you got a nice uh, a nice shot of Willie's shapely buttocks as well. I believe he's a very shapely man. Yes, curves in all the right yeah. places. So, okay. Quick poll: yeah. Who's got the shapelier rear end? Uh, stupid, sexy Flanders or uh, or um, Willie? That will be the next poll on our Twitter slash Instagram slash Facebook. Good, yeah. good suggestion, Mister Davis. Um, <laughs> I, I reckon that the winner will be Stupid, Sexy Flanders. I think it's him in a walk. In yes. All honesty. yes, yes. We actually have a Stupid, Sexy Flanders statue coming to work, which I might have to get. <laughs> I think you'd better. My wallet will have nothing at all. After I buy this statue, <laughs> we then <laughs> we then get the Simpsons are all staying inside. Don't want to go out in the acid rain. Obviously, acid rain is this an actual thing? Because I've seen it in various shows and whatnot. Does it actually happen? It's an actual thing, but yeah, I mean, how acidic it is, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I don't think it sort of corrodes metal and burns skin or anything like that. Okay. I, mean, I think it probably would make you uncomfortable if you got some on you, but I don't think you're going to like turn into that that dude from RoboCop. You know who gets hit by the car and splatters, <laughs> like a like maybe like a slightly too hot shower kind of thing. Yeah, or you'd get a rash or something. I imagine. I mean, yeah. no, we we should probably you know Google acid rain and see what comes up. But uh, it's not as much fun as regular rain, certainly. But um, I think you'd have to have prolonged exposure to it, and even then, you would probably just be like, "Ow, my skin!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> my epidermis. So. <laughs> The Simpsons, as we said, are all staying inside, don't want to go out. Then they're watching the Blind Date show, which features Mo. Um, this wasn't that funny. I thought this was going to be funnier. 
It was just he smelled Ooh. of puke. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's all you can come up with. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, a whatever. lot of just a lot of first draft gags in this. Really, mm, yeah, that's that, what that it was felt very like first draft. I was like, that's that's it's four fifty nine. We want to go home at five. What can we just write in there? Yeah, placeholder gags. It's like, <laughs> oh, this will do until we come up with something better. Hey, did you come up with any better yet? Uh, no, that'll do. Yeah. Then the antenna melts, which causes the TV to go off. So Homer runs in and out. And I've got here in my notes, it just feels like a very old school Homer moment, this going in and out, in and out, in and out. But I can understand why some people would be annoyed by the screaming because we did get a lot of screaming in the blunder yeah. years. The TV! Trying to control me. Marge then suggests that they play Monopoly. Um, Lisa reads through the various titles. What was your favourite? I think I would like to play Edna Cropopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was the same, actually. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, I really liked that. What was the other ones? There was a, a Star Wars-themed one, wasn't there? Was it a Star Wars or a Star Trek one? I'm pretty sure it was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. Yeah, it had okay. Chewbacca on it, I'm pretty sure. I really did dug that. I'm glad we didn't trivia on that because I can't remember any of them except uh, Edna Cropopoly. Yeah, uh, she's um, very memorable, Mrs. K. Then we're watching the family play Monopoly. And as I mentioned earlier, it's just so much like what it's... We, I have so many versions of Monopoly in this house. Never bust it out. Because if I want to have a good, fun family game night, never bring out Monopoly. Because it never ends in fun. <laughs> it always ends in tears. It ends in my dad not talking to me for three weeks. Um, but yeah. <laughs> never bring out Monopoly well, if you want yeah, to have I mean, fun. If you're doing a game where the point is to sort of make money and, and also get money off the other people you're playing, it can feel very personal. I yeah, think. 100%. Yeah. yeah. When the, it's like, I trusted you. It's, it's, it's like, well, <laughs> that person's my wife. She's not going to screw me over. And then she screws me over. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, now yeah. all bets are off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but is caught cheating by Lisa, isn't he? And there's always one person in the group that's doing something sly when you're playing Monopoly. I guess there is. I mean, I, I can't say I've ever experienced that. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've had some people sort of accidentally take an extra $10 note time, from time to time or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. then. Ah, they're playing a bit fast and loose <clears> with the bank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my. Oh, man. But uh, it, it basically ends up with... Bart suggesting that Homer can't support Marge, so he has to buy the stuff for Marge. Homer starts choking him. The family then all start choking each other. What I do like about this moment is the music. I love the catastrophe music. The da 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 da. Whenever there's like a riot or something, that's the music they play. Mm. One thing, please, Simpsons people, if you are watching this or listening to this or if you found this in some form, please release the Simpsons score in some fashion. We've got the Simpsons soundtrack, like the songs and whatnot, but I want the Simpsons score by Alf Clausen. Like, I want that. I think it'd be fantastic. I second Dando's uh, motion on that one. Yes, release the music. Yeah, if it's just like the full unreleased versions of like, you know the episode, um, uh, is it Springfield Connection where Marge becomes a cop? Just that sort of, um, is it Hill Street Blues? Is that the cop show from the 80s or whatever? Yes. There's like, there's like yeah. a, a Simpsons twist on that theme song. So that kind of thing, the full length versions of that and whatnot. Come on, release it, please. I really want it. You're leaving money on the ground here, Simpsons people. They Come certainly on. Are. They certainly are. So Maggie is panicking, so she hits the homebrew checking Bart speed dial. This was pretty good. This almost been my favourite moments. It probably should have. So the police line up, the prison nutcracker. <laughs> Love the, this better be wardrobe and it better be good news. 
Uh, Clancy. But it's not. It's a call from Maggie. Um, he then this here. So Wiggum rats out the snitch. He says, you know, he's the snitch. But then they show him getting beaten up. They didn't need to show him getting beaten up. You're like, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like just 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 have him going <laughs> and then cut away. You don't need to show him getting beaten up. You know? <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier in yeah. all honesty if yeah. they just sort of. Uh, you're, you just see a fist pull back or something and then you cut away. Yeah, left it to your imagination for sure, yeah. Hmm. Uh, the police that arrive, the little hat smashes through the window. So it's another Monopoly-related domestic. How did the Parker brothers sleep at night? Do you, <laughs> do you think Monopoly is the game, that the classic board game, that causes more arguments than any other? It would have to be, right? I think it is between that and Scrabble. Scrab- yeah, Scrabble, 100%. But so I think with Monopoly, is there's more chance to plan ahead and go haha see Scrabble's a, a lot of Monopoly is chance right Scrabble is actual yeah. talent so if you're better it's just like oh well you, you fucking you beat me whatever like, it's, you can be competitive but someone whoever wins is generally usually better at the game but Monopoly it's just sure. oh yeah you rolled a six that was just pure ass don't get too smug about it you're not actually talented you just fucking rolled a six and now you're able to buy yeah. the expensive house you know what I mean that's that's where the drama starts but just a it changes people, Monopoly. You know, like it could be the nicest person in the world. They start, oh yeah, they start building some properties, and you start landing on that square. They start collecting that money. They become a whole new oh, person. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like how we change once we start getting more patrons. You know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so if you're sick of all this, folks, uh, yeah, contribute a little more. We'll probably become better people. Yeah, <laughs> or worse. Yeah, only one way to find out, isn't it, Mister Davis? So, yeah, so the, 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 the police send in Brenda the negotiable. She shoots out the taffy. Police, chew- What do you think of police tutality? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, Dash Guy Davis. <laughs> Three stars. Nice work, Brenda. I'll take it from here. No way. This is my collar. <laughs> Too bad real women don't come with these, huh? You got that right. Quiet, you. That counts as your phone call. This here was a line that I thought needed a rebuttal. If only real women had the turn-off switch or whatever. I was like, Marge and Lisa didn't get to respond to that. I was like, you you have to have them respond to it in some way because that's just just a dick comment. (laughs) It is, it is. I mean, and I know we're we're probably at the stage where it's like, (laughs) yes, these guys are being dicks, but... uh, I don't know. It didn't feel like it had that spin on it for some reason. It just no. felt like this is the way the Simpsons writers actually think. It was like it was like men's talk in the locker room with no repercussions, you know? <laughs> yeah. We come back from commercial and they're reading the news article about the fight and they tell Lisa she's going to be on the Stanford <laughs> and hanging shit on her. I did like I did like even Maggie. Even Maggie, yeah. <laughs> but was Maggie actually in it? They all thought she was the one that stopped it. Same, yeah, but... She must have joined in afterwards. Simpson's arrested even Maggie. Yes, she's arrested, yeah. yeah. This is where they're given the social worker, Gabriel. Who, do, do they explain? Because I wasn't quite paying enough attention. Do they explain who ordered Gabriel to be with the family or did he just appear because they needed someone to be there? I think he just says you're... I'm your court-appointed social. social worker or something or... Something oh, court-appointed, okay, lines, yeah, yeah. That would be it, yep. I believe so, yeah. Hello, I'm Gabriel. (gasps) Heavenly Choir! You must be an angel. (laughs) No, that's my pager. You're right. The the, the angel gag, it's not even that funny. And it's it's fine for a one-and-done gag here, but to continuously do it, it's just like, eh. The way I would construct it, and everyone knows I'm a masterful joke engineer, 
Um, you have it once at the start and then once at the finish. But you don't need it. I think they made maybe four. Yeah, about that. Angel gags. And it's just like... Can I just say, by the way, listeners at home who aren't watching this, Guy doesn't actually believe what he just said. <laughs> when he said that you're a great constructor of jokes. Because they didn't see you go... <laughs> <laughs> they just think that, that guy is transforming into Mitch. <laughs> but continue, yes, you, as you're saying, there's about four or five times throughout the episode where they hint that Homer thinks he's an angel. He doesn't quite get it. Yeah, it says blame Tinseltown and their second golden age. May it never end. Was Tinseltown in a second golden age at that point, or is that the joke? I think that might be the joke. Although we're coming out of the '90s, and particularly 1999, which is regarded as one of the best years in Hollywood history. So, 1990s, uh, okay. Oh yeah. So um. Maybe again, that felt like a gag that just kind of went flop. Yeah, not not. It didn't like fall from a great height and die a terrible death. It was just kind of like just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think the mid to late night, like mid to late nineties, like the, the last half of the nineties, was a pretty good era for action movies. Like just yeah, your, your, oh, pop, your popcorn action movies. Like it was like the Travolta Cage era, the Face Off, the Con Airs, oh, the yeah. Broken Arrows, the Ransoms. You know. Speed. Speed. Yes, exactly. Speed's much better than those films. But well, Speed's very much sort of like Con Air. But I just think those movies that aren't essentially like aren't exactly great action movies and like great well-made films, but they're movies you can put on, turn your brain off and just have fun. Yeah, big bang sort of boom yeah. crash opera kind of deals. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I grew up in that era that I just look back on it fondly. I don't know. No, look, I think they had a lot more personality than... I mean, look... I'm as big a fan as anyone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever, but the films that we talked about from the 90s, like Speed, like Con Air or Face Off or Long Kiss Goodnight or whatever, they seem to have a little more sort of personality. Well, they didn't try to take themselves too seriously, I don't think. Yeah, and they were sort of big, offbeat spectacles. Mm. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for them. Yeah. (laughs) Where were we, though? Oh, yeah, the Golden Age. (laughs) We're up to the Golden Age, yes. Gabrielle's then observing Lisa. And Bart runs in with the the skunk the skunk smell wipes on her clothes. Just ten more years, just ten more years. So she's clearly not Stressful. happy where she is. Mm. Bart is then at school with Millhouse or with, with the other kids. Millhouse has Stigmata, another guy that was just like, <laughs> okay, I didn't mind Stigmata. Okay, yeah. so yeah, this is where our paths differ because I mean, you were you were a big you were a fan of Two Knives, and I thought Stigmata was interestingly strange enough that it's like, okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Marge is then practicing dinners and this kind of freaks out Gabrielle, isn't it? Because what does she say? I practiced a few dinners before showtime because at six o'clock we before, go live. Yeah, six o'clock is showtime. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get Homer at Moe's. I really liked um, Dan's acting here where he's really like, there's five of us. And then he says, it's the delivery <laughs> of, and the fat guy, how I loathe him. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the way you said the way, how I loathe him was so funny. <laughs> We're now in the woods. He's taking them out there to shake off their behavioural behavioral problems. Uh, it's kind of like an intervention, essentially, isn't it? Just you know, I've, 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 it is. I've checked you guys out. Here's where your problems are. This is how we're going to fix it. It's essentially, yeah, essentially. to quote Flight of the Concords, it's team building exercise 99. Yes. Do you like Flight of the Concords? I do very much. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, but I mean, it's one of those ones I feel like I should rewatch because I get the feeling you could knock off all two seasons in like a weekend. Mm, yeah, definitely. I um, I showed yeah. Nicola hurt feelings for the first time recently. She'd never heard it before. <laughs> I got hurt feelings. Such a good song. Um, but yeah, so uh, Homer's reaction here, his response. This is how a lot of people would respond. 
which is society's fault because (laughs) (laughs) doesn't want to acknowledge. Uh, Homer in this episode wasn't a full jerk. So he had the, you know, the fact that his second wife came back, but he wasn't Mm. being a jerk. She's just come back into his life. So he was a jerk in that episode, but here he was actually doing all he can to try and fix the problem that he thought was gone. So even like the line here, which is society's fault because I wouldn't call that dick Homer. It's more ignorant Homer or, un- kind of, or yeah. unwilling to accept his responsibility, Homer. I get where you're coming from. I think in the second half of the episode where Ginger and Amber show up, I don't see him doing a lot of work to sort of remedy the situation or ease Marge's pain or anything like that. He, he just seems very passive and just like, oh, this will sort itself out one way or another. Well, he tries to get the annulment, but they won't allow it. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, 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 but but still, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But we will get to that, though. We're not quite up to that part just yet. No, we've still got the first half of the episode. Yeah. To, <laughs> Gabriel to has put the lunch at the top of the tree, but they need to work together as a family to get it down. Homer just drives the car into it. It falls over. Gabriel is dragged down the canyon and is hanging above some unwanted visitors. The family <laughs> huddle here, I really like this. I can probably sense that you didn't like it, but I always love a good, wait, 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 wait. so what we're going to do is we're going to drive away <laughs> As a family, it's what Gabriel would have wanted. (laughs) It's not terrible. I can live with it. (laughs) Homer is then climbing down and the wolves and cougars are working together. This is one of those gags where you just do not see this coming. And my God, it's hilarious. Mm. (laughs) In the huddle. (laughs) I think a lot of the listeners, a lot of the patrons are a big fan of that bit. I, I think honestly, it's one of my. I laughed more at that moment than I have in a while with the, these current episodes. I thought that was very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the cougars and the, the wolves are all working together. Marge then hurts her ankle, so she needs Bart to drive. Don't worry, he's already got his spare set of keys and his driving hat. And his gloves. Driving hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in order to save them, they need to give their lunch and the beer to the wolves and whatnot because what will do, it'll like impede their. Mobility or something like that. Yeah, so or Blatt- motor skills or something. Motor yeah. skills, that's right, yeah. Blatt's beer, is that an actual beer? Is this a dig at somebody or...? I don't think so, no. Okay. Uh, Are you it, sure? It, maybe, it's like sh- maybe it's like Schlitz. Are you going to Google that? I'll, I'll, hang on, I'll Google Blatt's beer because it just seems like a random thing to just make up. No? No, Valentine Blatt's Brewing Company. So there must... Yeah, Blatt's oh, really? beer. Yeah. Okay, it is a thing. Yeah, Blatt's beer. Oh. Mm. So it <laughs> mu- mustn't be very good. Sick burn on Blatt's beer. Jeez. <laughs> But yeah, so it, it does. And how cute was it when they're all just rolling around on the ground, just drunk? Ah. And Homer's, <laughs> hey, they're all right. <laughs> they're then driving home, all singing the, I want to say, Sister Sledge, We Are Family. Is that correct? I believe, yeah, Sister Sledge, Sister We Are Sledge. Family. Gabriel has um, really earned his wings, a gag that you didn't appreciate. But I didn't mind it. But then when I had him singing Band on the Run, I was just like, Okay, like you know, I get, the, I got the, the joke. I know who Wings are. Yeah. You don't need to have him then singing the song. I don't know. It's almost like a, it's almost like the Simpsons showing off because I imagine you know you've got to pay for the rights to use Band on the Run. Yeah, maybe they're saying, hey, we know Paul McCartney and he'll let us have it for nothing or let us have it for cheap. I don't know. I just think, yeah, instead of uh, maybe it was like we could think of a chalk gag or we could just play Band on the Run. Right. <laughs> then we get the the fourth wall breaking. Is this going to be the you know, the end of our series of events? And then they arrive home. Mm. Cue the Vegas wives, 
and Gabrielle leaves furiously. So they're now watching the wedding video. Um, I'm assuming that the Vegas wives would have brought that home because Homer and Flanders were left with nothing when they walked home. So the Vegas wives must have brought that to Springfield with them. Uh, Marge says if she had known there was loose women in Vegas, she would have never let him go. She storms out, which is completely understandable. I don't think... (laughs) I don't think I would be appreciative of this as well if it turns out that Nicola had married some random dude in Vegas. I would not be happy about it if the lovely Louise showed me a videotape with some other dude on it. Absolutely not. Yeah, just doing nothing. Just a dude. A video of a dude. Just some... Yeah. <laughs> Ginger is now at Flanders' house and looking... Did you notice she was looking for the bed in the wall? I thought that was great. Mm. Very, very funny. <laughs> Flanders is going to honour his vows, but she thinks she's just hit the jackpot. You know, there's an upstairs and everything. What does she... Oh, yeah. She said, Where are the wet ones? I want to have a shower or something. Yeah, she probably wants to use like those KFC wipes to yeah. tidy herself up. Instead, she gets a shower. Woohoo! Mm, upstairs, yeah. Homer tries to explain to Marge, I thought this was great. We never made whoopee. What a great word for sex. Whoopee? We never <laughs> even made mouth whoopee. <laughs> Mouth whoopee was funny, yeah. <laughs> Have you not heard the term making whoopee before? Never in my life, no. Really? I've heard of Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Cushion. Okay, then. Well, there's a, a, a famous song called Making Whoopi. Okay. That's not about Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no. But may I recommend a, a fine movie called The Fabulous Baker Boys, starring the Bridges brothers, Jeff and Bo, mm. and Michelle Pfeiffer. She sings a very smoky version of Making Whoopi while she sort of Wriggling over a uh, grand piano. I've seen the, I've seen shots of this. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, Fabulous Baker Boys, fantastic movie, and a very fantastic scene, courtesy of Miss Pfeiffer. Homer here is going to give uh, Marge the best gift you can give a wife: an annulment from your second wife. And the judge, she returns Judge Constance Harm. Uh, she says, mm-hmm. "Bring him." And yeah, she's <laughs> she's just not fun. Bring back no. Judge Snyder. <laughs> I don't know why they brought Constance Harm back, unless Jane Kaczmarek had like a really good time and the crew had a really good time with her. But I mean, uh, yeah, she's just a bit of a, a, a dud character as far as I'm concerned. They don't do they don't do much with her. Maybe they just wanted to change change things up a little bit. But this was not a change that I really dig. But anyway, she may grow on me at some point. But at the moment, she's too she's too angry all the time. You know? Yeah. And this for a man who has a big crush on Judge Judy. Mm, yeah, big crush on Judge Judy. <laughs> Marge uh, kicks Homer out, which you know you can completely understand. Like I said, it will cause a oh, miscount yeah. in the census, Homer says. And of all the things that bite me on the ass, this is the worst, and it's a squirrel. <laughs> you can see that coming a mile away, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we get what I really dug, Amber coming to make him a sandwich, which I just thought was fantastic. The, the, I love the <laughs> use two hands. <laughs> But you're right, Mar- Marge, <gasps> she's making him a sandwich. <laughs> Flanders is then, um, well, she wakes up, or sorry, they wake up Ginger and her makeup's all stuck to the pillow and whatnot. Yeah. She wants them to Irish up the coffee. Smokers are jokers. <laughs> Those kids are so creepy when they're saying smokers are jokers. I can understand, I Ginger. I'll be out of that house in a flash. She's going to throw up. <laughs> Who wants to hold back mummy's hair? I think calling her mummy at this point was a little bit like, eh, it's a bit much. Mm. Yeah, but Amber is already unpacked at the Simpsons house she's got all her delicates out which is her various wigs and whatnot. Lisa she says to Lisa you know put some makeup on her could make you look seven Bart seven yeah Bart's already got a system with, uh, with counting cards I think this is what I've wanted to discuss Amber I get that you know she's the to quote that word floozy right from Vegas yes she seems like a cool chick though 
I ain't saying she's a gold digger. I mean, she didn't seem like, I mean, nor did Ginger. They just seemed like, oh, we're happy to be in sort of suburbia and not having to sort of hang in in the scummy Vegas scene or something like that. But, you know, they didn't seem calculating or crafty or anything like no. that. They just, yeah, they seemed like decent enough ladies. I actually, I actually got here. I got, I could see myself hanging out with Amber. She seems fun. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing nice stuff for the kids. She's, yeah, sort of she's teaching them valuable life skills. And actually all that making kind of business, an effort so. with the kids and everything. Yeah. She, and she's not, she's coming in saying, all right, Marge, get out of the way. I'm the new wife here. She's just like, I'm here too. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she seems like a, a really fun auntie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think this episode did her dirty. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they that. did right I, by it. I, I think that this story here, the whole Vegas Wise coming back, has enough substance to it to be a full episode, if you really wanted it to. Because you could have had her and Bart working together and you know him using her at school with the bullies or something. And I just yeah. think there's a lot there you could have really delved into, but it just felt a little rushed at the end, you know? I just I, I wish I there think was, so as well. I wish there was more to it. Because if you're going to do a sequel to an episode, because I think this is the first time they actually did a proper sequel to a previous episode, if you're going to do it, make it yeah. worth it, you know? Yeah, don't do it. Don't half-ass it. Mm. Full-ass it. <laughs> Full-ass it, yes. Mo is then, we get the Mo of the two knives gag. I'll play the clip, but you weren't a fan. <laughs> Jeez, Homer, I thought someone with two wives would be happy. No, you're thinking of someone with two knives. I gotta tell you, this is pretty terrific. <laughs> yeah. Homer is then trying to fit into the doghouse. Whenever Homer is trying to be inconspicuous, I always dig it. Can't panic. It, Must remain calm. <laughs> um, it, it was a nice touch, him sort of walking around the backyard with the... Uh, did he have his hands behind his back? Yeah, whistling, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Marge is watching and she sort of sees the charm and she sort of sees the man that she fell in love with. She's like, okay, he's he did this, but he didn't make Whoopi. He, you know, I can probably forgive him because he's clearly... <laughs> he's clearly... He clearly wants to be with me and not this other person. Mm. Making whoopee is a pretty good term for getting intimate. Probably my favourite euphemism for sex is, is is slap and tickle. I wonder who the person yeah. who came up with it. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I think I've ever slapped what, or tickled what? during the during the, the events. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slap you, and you know, you you ask the person in your life, "Hey, you're down for a little slap and tickle?" It's like probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Homer then wakes the sweet couple of seconds before he remembers why he's on the lawn. Marge says, let's talk. Talk about sports? Bigamy? <laughs> oh, not a sports fan? Not a big sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> then Amber overhears Marge and Homer. And you, as a viewer, you know what's, what's going on here, but you know they're fighting inside. Um, so he storms out, says that's it. So he takes Amber to Moe's, gets her absolutely wasted. Even here... Like, you know, she says she wants sex on the beach without the beach. But, like, she just seems like a fun drunk. <laughs> True. So, yeah, I mean, the the ruse that they pull on her, I mean, I know it's got to be the big reset so you can sort of go back to normal, but... I feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah I felt very bad for her. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she had a good old time with good old Abe, but... Um, Are we supposed to believe that they actually had sex? Something approximating sex. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of gross. But they make a toast to Amber. She proves that there are seconds in the buffet of life. Amber wakes. She has an aspirin and an RU486. And then it's the big reveal that she actually married <laughs> Grandpa the night before. Another turn in the Oval Office. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, could live with, I could live without it. Yes. They didn't um, watch, they also, yeah, I, I had to do my research because I hadn't... I mean, not that I've ever taken, but I'm, 
Are you four eight six? Is that the that's the morning after pill, right? Because I think does people do people refer really? to as Plan B now? Is it uh, is that really the morning after pill? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh wow, that's kind so of a she, guide that would have. It's a bit. Okay. It's a bit saucy. Mm, yeah, okay, for the Simpsons. It's a bit racy. Well, I mean, I'm 32 and still had no idea what it was. But yeah, for them to to have her saying that, okay, it's again painting her. That, actually, you know, I'm going to stop there. I'm not painting her in a negative light. There's nothing wrong with taking the morning after pill. If anything, it's responsible. It's extremely responsible. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, yeah, good on her. Do you, Amber, take Abraham as your lawful wedded husband, renouncing all others? Oh sure. <laughs> He paid for the hour. <laughs> Woohoo! You crapped out, Vegas Mom. Our plan worked perfectly. And we carried it out as a family. What plan? You got me drunk. Yeah, but this time you woke up with more than a hangover. You're married to me. Me! <laughs> I can't take it. You're too goody-goody. Oh, that's not you talking. That's the honey mustard dressing. Come on, Ginger. Let's go back to Vegas. Yeah. I'm sure there's poker games we can be one in. And then Grandpa, he's sad because he lost another wife, which I wrote here. Oh, man, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah. But then the senility kicking in and whatever, I'm like... I get where you're coming from, but they get... Sorry, that feels like a family guy gag. That doesn't feel like a Simpsons gag. Yeah, well, The Simpsons does feel at this point like it's trying to trying to be family guy, but also The Simpsons at the same time. And I think just... I can understand why they tried to do it because the fa- family guy at that point, it seemed a lot of people were going, huh, you still watch The Simpsons? I watch Family Guy. That's far more yeah. raunchy. That's far more my... You know, I'm 14. I'm far more um, yeah. adult. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching the kiddie show The Simpsons anymore. Watching The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Junior. But yeah, I just think, I think if they look back now, I wouldn't say that they would regret anything they did, but I think if they could go back for a second round, back to 2000, they would probably go, let's just ease off the Family Guy, because you know what, and I used to say this back in the day, Family Guy, it's still on TV, but how often do you hear people talking about Family Guy anymore? Not that often. I think we're we're the ones probably talking about it the most. Yeah. And we're talking about it in relation to The Simpsons. Yeah. So Family Guy was a very, a flavor of the month thing. It's still on TV because people will still watch it. You know, that Simpsons and Family yeah. Guy, they'll still be around. People will always watch those shows. But it's by no means the, it never became as big as what The Simpsons was in The Simpsons peak era. And mm. it was obvious that, it was obvious to me at the time, I'm just like, there's no substance here with this show. It's just gag, 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 which is fine. But once you've watched it once, there's no rewatch value anymore. You know? No, you're right. But um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, right. I think if they look back now, the Simpsons writers, they probably would have toned down the Family Guy esque gags and just sort of just wrote it out, let Family Guy mm. have its run, and then everyone will come back to the Simpsons. Uh, which I've heard the latest season of the Simpsons is quite good, and I think people are starting to actually acknowledge that the more recent episodes are actually better. Than okay. what, what has come in the last decade or so. So, yeah, check out season 32 if you haven't yet, guys. Is it season 32? Maybe even 33. Whatever the latest one is, check it out. I heard the latest one was a Christmas episode and was quite good, the 700th episode. Uh, c- congratulations to all of our friends working at The Simpsons, by the way, on 700 Seven. episodes. That is unbelievable. And what it does is it gives us a lot of content to podcast about. <laughs> so we thank you. But all in all... We, we appreciate that, absolutely. Uh, Brawl and the Family, two episodes in one... There was enough gags in this for me to say I enjoyed it. I liked the second half more than the first. You're the opposite. That's fine. You know, we have different mm. likes. I really dig Viva Ned Flanders, which is why I liked it. 
now that you've pointed mm. things out, I can see what you mean by how they do paint Amber and Ginger in a negative light for no real good reason because they never really come yeah. in to try and be homewreckers. You know, it's just, no, you married us. We want to be part of your life. Yeah, so I think Brawl in the Family, I did read some reviews where people say it's one of the worst episodes of all time. It's not one of the worst episodes of all time. At least there's moments in here where you can laugh. There's plenty of episodes where you watch it going, hello, can something happen, please? Yeah. That's a bad episode. No, I would certainly not go so far as to say it's one of the worst episodes. No, no. The Simpsons is designed to make you laugh, and that's exactly what this one did. And Enough for me to say this was a thumbs up. What about yourself? Thumbs up? In the middle. Uh, Fine. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn for the episode, Mr. Davis? I'll be honest, Mr. Dando, I didn't learn a goddamn thing from this episode. <laughs> I learned to always carry around a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> I already do that anyway. So. <laughs> oh, man, if you had to pull out a roast beef sandwich right then, that would have made my life. <laughs> From this day forward, your name shall be... It's the Guy Davis new name championship for Brawl in the Family. The current leaderboard stands at this in third position. Mark Boston Burgess on four, Phil Hawkins on six, and Garod Harahill gear atop the leaderboard on gear. eight points. So what have we got this week, Mr. Davis? Okay, then. One point goes to, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly because I believe it's the first time this person's made an appearance, Josh Hellowell. Josh Hellowell. Hellowell. Yep. As you say, this is one point or is this a notable mention? Ah, uh, this is one point. One point. We're okay. going straight into it. Straight into yeah, it. No. no worries. We're not messing around with any honourable mentions this time around. <laughs> straight into three, two, one, and one point, Josh Hellowell for what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> two points go to Mark Boston Burgess Ooh. for... Yes, deuce bigamy, fail Monopoly. Puts him equal second. Well done, Mark. Nice one. But three points because of both quality and quantity. And uh, again, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's Nora Coca. Oh, wow. I think we, we went with... Coca, we Kosher. decided it was going to be Coca. It's not, it's not Kosher. Or Kosher? I think it's, I think it's, it's not Kosher. Nora, please Coca. let us know. <laughs> it's either Coca or Coca. But either way, it's Nora, who gave us two good ones, Fear and Betrothing in Las Vegas... And domestic disturbance. Ooh, very good. Well done, Nora. And because she got the three points there, she's now skyrocketed to third position on the Guy Davis leaderboard. Nora! Nice one. Yeah, well done. So now we've got the standings as this. In third position, Nora, as I said, on five points. In second position, we have a tie with Phil Hawkins and Mark Boston Burgess, both on six. And Garode still hanging on there just on eight points atop the leaderboard. So thank you so much, guys. But for now, Mr. Davis, it is time we open up that slot in the door because it's time for the mailbag. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! All right, Mr. Davis. So the four-finger discount mailbag. We decided on some questions before we went to air. First mm-hmm. one here comes from Noah Daniel. And he says, Besides Monopoly, what game do you play that always ends in a fight or conflict of some sort? First this time, take that. I don't. Oh, because we said last week that Andrew Pallicati is always the first person. So Noah's saying, "Take that, Andrew. I'm the first person." <laughs> um, so we <laughs> nicely played. Noah. We actually mentioned this earlier in the episode. Scrabble, Scrabble does tend to, and it's because, and don't get me wrong, I love my family, but I tend to use bigger words than the rest of my family, <laughs> and I like to get smug with my big words. <laughs> 
Um, so Scrabble can sometimes end in fights. What about yourself? Do, do you play many board games? Look, not as many as you, Dan. Mm. I mean, you're you're a uh, a collector and an enthusiast of the board game. Enthusiast. I tend to stick with the classics myself. I mean, Monopoly certainly one of them. Scrabble is certainly one of them. And the Davises are a, a relatively sort of low key bunch. We don't really we don't really have screaming matches or yelling matches. We more like hold deep seated grudges. Mm. So me and my sisters are <laughs> um, probably still nursing a few hurt feelings over games of, of, of Scrabble and Boggle from back in the day. So, but uh, Boggle was one that actually yeah. we we played a fair bit when I was uh, when I was younger, certainly. And uh, there'd be the occasional that's not real <laughs> dispute over that one. But uh, honestly, I think Monopoly really is the one that causes the most sort of family friction. Yeah. yeah, you'd agree? But especially with people like us, because you can say this doesn't include you, but we've never really had a great deal of money. So when we're playing Monopoly, we feel like we have the power. So it's like, oh, yeah. that, that's, where the, <laughs> that's where the smugness starts. That's where the, the bickering, bickering starts. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, Monopoly's, it always, you always start out playing Monopoly with the best of intentions. Always. Oh, you pick, yeah. You pick a themed one. You're like, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be you know, Disney characters. It's going to be so much fun. And then someone buys the Disneyland Castle and you're like, fuck you, I don't like you anymore. Fuck this game. <laughs> you think you're going to be an honourable capitalist, but there's yeah. just no honour in capitalism. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't be a good soldier in a rotten war, as they say. DL Gorman sends in this question. And DL, by the way, being an absolute champ and not contributing to the new names, and letting someone else win for a change. <laughs> On your DL. The DL says, just as this episode's back half was a spontaneous sequel to Viva Ned Flanders, what previous episode would you like to see get a half episode sequel, or even a full length one, and what would happen? So your favourite episode of all time is Last Temptation of Homer, right? That is correct. Mm. So yes, I mean, why bring back Ginger and Amber when you could bring back Mindy? Yeah, what could happen there with Mindy coming back? Mm. It's, it's, it's almost like a very similar situation though, isn't it? Except it is the a, difference is yeah. that Homer actually had sexual urges for Mindy. That's the difference. True, true. I mean, oh, I wish I'd thought about this a bit more before we um, got on the record about it. But uh, maybe they could set her up on a blind date with somebody. Hmm, I don't. Maybe she could be Bart's babysitter, and then she she's playing it cool, and Marge is sort of like, I don't know about having her back in our life again. I'm not not too sure about yeah. this. She's like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then it's revealed later on that she is still trying to win Homer back. Yeah, or, you know, she's um, gone to work for another uh, power plant and sort of risen through the ranks, comes back and sort of does a bit of a hostile takeover at the, uh, of the um, yeah. Springfield power plant. Uh, but she'll only negotiate with Homer, perhaps. Yep, yep, that'd be cool. But yeah, that's, that's just one idea, DL. Hope you liked that one. Let's read a couple more questions before we wrap up this week's show. Uh, this one here comes from Adam Vergona. Uh, Adam says, which Monopoly piece do you always play as? And which one, do you, oh, I'm adding this part as well. Which one do you get annoyed when someone picks it first? I'm a hat person. Oh, yeah, top hat, no question. <laughs> I'm, I'm Monopoly man. I must have the hat. <laughs> if someone chooses the hat first, I go, not playing. All done. No fun. <laughs> if I don't get the hat, I'll take the boot. Yeah, boot's not too bad. The, the good booting. Um, but Andrew Palacati says, what's your favourite themed version of Monopoly? Well, I actually have various versions. I have a Simpsons Monopoly, which is pretty fun. I think Burns Manor is the most expensive one mm. on that one. I've actually got like a uh, that really high-end set that's like the wooden... Um, oh, wow. Have okay. you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the nice green felt on the top mm. and uh, and the drawers on the side where you put all the money and all that kind of stuff. I've I've got that somewhere around the house. Yeah, 
Well, the beauty about the Simpsons one is that it's all on a card. So you just swipe your card and put the totals in. You don't need actual physical yeah. money. Saves a lot of time and hassle. Also means that I can just key in an extra couple of dollars on my calculator as I'm swiping my card. <gasps> oh, <laughs> not really. But I've, I've got I've got the uh, Star Wars theme Monopoly. I've got Disney. We've got Rolling Stones. We've got Beatles. We've got Simpsons. I think Nicola might have Harry Potter. We've got Dragon Ball Z. There was a Geelong. Was there a Geelong themed Monopoly? There's a, there's a Geelong themed one, but the locations they picked weren't even any good. Like if you're going to do a Geelong Monopoly, right? What is yeah. the most expensive place in Geelong? What's the what's the what's the king dick in the Geelong Monopoly board? Well, the the suburb is probably Newtown, isn't it? Or it's, it's not suburbs. Though. It's it's uh, location. Uh, not, not um suburb. It's um landmarks. That's what it is. Oh, okay then. Um, oh, golly, T and G building, post office. Um, well, KP, Cadinia Park. I think they also included Gratian Road. So I think the Twelve Apostles might be part of it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But I just remember like some of the locations. I was like, "Really? That, you, know, you know what it was? It came across like you you look at it and go, "Oh, okay. So these are the businesses that paid to have their name on the board." Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, why is that bakery? Oh, yeah, it makes sense. That particular bakery paid the most money. Um, but yes. Yeah, so let's do one more question from this week. Mm-hmm. Jordan Mom and Richie says, "You ready for this? Try me. How many secret wives has Guy Davis had?" Jesus, Jordan Mole Man Richie. Um, it's, it's Seven. <laughs> I have one ex-wife. The lovely Louise is in the picture right now. Look, I won't deny that back in the day, to quote the great iced tea, I love the ladies and they love me right back. Now who's the Mac? But <laughs> secret wives? No. I mean, this is like that question, this is like Wayne in Wayne's World saying, why are you giving me a gun rack? I didn't even have a gun. So no, no secret wives. <laughs> <laughs> and if he, if he told you, Jordan, they wouldn't be secret anymore, would they? No, no. Jordan Molman, Richie, I do appreciate that you think I'm the kind of uh, studly dude who would have secret wives on the go. Not the case. I'm a one-woman man. Wait, with that hat, how could you not? That's right, ladies. It's very um, Martin from the episode Radio Bart, where he falls down the well, and it's the Evie's birthday party at the start, and Martin's wearing a little flat cap, and he gets Bart one as well, the little matching outfits. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. But thank you guys for contributing some questions for Brawl and the Family. Hope you enjoyed our review. Don't forget, rate and review us in the iTunes store. It's one of the best ways to support the show. And yeah, leave us five stars. Let us know what you like about it. I really do read all the reviews. I check them all the time. So if you keep sending them in, I would really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and thumbs up the video. And comment below. Tell us what you think of the podcast, what you think of Brawl and the Family. I read all the comments and I will respond to each and every one of you. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FourFingerPod on Twitter at FourFingerDiscount on Instagram. If you haven't liked the Facebook page yet, what are you doing? Check us out on Facebook as well. And also, Good Lord. if you want access to a bunch of exclusive Four Finger Discount podcasts, He's going to go to patreon.com slash discount For as little as $1 per month, you can get access to some bonus podcasts, access to the Four Finger Discount exclusive Patreon group, as well as our Four Finger Discount Revisited Classics, where each month the patrons decide which episode from the golden era we go back and review. And this month, it is going to be Homer the Vigilante. We haven't reviewed that one yet, yet have we? So it's going to be no, reviewed in the next day or so. Looking forward to that. We'd better pull our finger out, yeah. Pull our finger out for sure. But yes, also don't forget, guys, you can still get those Four Finger Discount Revisited episodes on the free feed as well. It's just that once a month, you'll have to wait. So if you want an episode from Season 7, you're probably going to have to wait a few more years to get to that one. So Home of the Vigilante probably won't be going up on the free feed for at least until 2025. So if you want to hear that now, you're just going to go to patreon.com 
slash Four Finger Discount, where you also get early access to not only this show, but all of our other shows, including Talking Seinfeld, which you'll see my shirt here. Got my Seinfeld shirt on. If you haven't checked out Talking Seinfeld, make sure you do so. I love Seinfeld, and I'm having a great time going back and revisiting all those old episodes and reviewing them with the one and only Mr. Guy Davis, getting some good responses from people as well. So check out Talking Seinfeld. We've also got Tales of Futurama on there with Mitch. You get all of these shows early patreon.com slash four discount that's enough selling mr davis next week we're going to be reviewing oh. an episode called sweet and sour marge where marge tries to remove sugar from springfield i remember enjoying this one when it first aired but i haven't revisited it for a long time so looking forward to checking it out but for now any final words for our amazing listeners smokers are jokers Shh.